0: Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hey everyone and welcome back to episode 27 of Casual Watch Talk. Chris, how have you been this week?
1: Good, good, pretty good. In there.
0: Yeah, it's been uh, still uh, still at home. We've been told that we're not going back to our office till October.
1: Okay. I mean, that's that's good. I mean, it's that's safe. That's a safe thing to do. We've got uh we might be cutting our office space down, which oh, is wow. we got about 6,500 square feet and we might be cutting it in half. So that uh That tells me we're we're in for the long haul.
0: Yeah, my wife actually—they just shut their office down because they work. They've been working so well from home. The guy's like, "Why are we even? Why do we have an office space?" I think that uh, it's certainly changing people's mentality, isn't it? About having yeah. And the same thing will probably go for watch. um, You know, watch shops as well, won't it? I I guess Mm -hmm. people. I
1: I would hope. I would hope. I just, uh, you know, I, I think. I think we you know i'm we're it industry has been screaming for for transforming the way we do this just you know there's no need for a lot of people to just commute into the city and so we can solve this with computers in the future so that's that's good that that's changing that and then um as far as the watch industry yeah i would hope so although i was uh i was just uh watching federico and he was mentioning again how it does seem like the uh Swiss watch industry just doesn't want to acknowledge the internet so
0: interesting isn't it because even I would say I I keep stalking those new Seiko watches you know the 62mas tell me off Chris, because you know I'll get it and then I'll be obsessing about the timekeeping I know
1: right (laughs) yep you'll get you'll put it on the time grapher and it'll just be 10 minus 10 and I'll turn it, and it'll go. It'll go plus four, and I'll be like, "Well, it's not that bad." <laughs> they
0: look. So, they just. They just look so cool, though. They just look so yeah, cool. they do. They do.
1: They absolutely do. I just. Ah, they just. I wish they either put a better movement in them or they price them. According, you know, accordingly. I. Th- I think. What. What are they up in the thousand? Right.
0: Yeah, they're over a thousand. I think there's one that's like one thousand one hundred. I mean, you'd hope that that would come down, but it's not going to come down dramatically, is it? I mean, maybe seven fifty, or what do you think?
1: right like on a discount like after like MSRP, whatever but uh, yeah I, I I still I feel like I could I myself could could probably justify having that in the six hundred range yeah but just not the not the thousand and not you know even if I got a discount on an 800 something like that yeah
0: what you just mentioned about the Swiss watch industry Seiko's the same because there's no information about it there's a couple of articles on Hodinkis They've Mm -hmm. got two of the limited edition, special edition watches. These limited editions are really getting on my goat, but I'm going to... One of the main stories I'm going to talk about, one of the main news stories is about that, but they could be feeding me content. I would watch a little video of this watch, maybe a couple more photos, because they've only got these very sort of sterile... Photos on their website, please just feed me more because you might. You're tep- <laughs> yeah. I'm nearly there. You're tempting me. You're tempting me now, go Yeah, yeah. They're just yep. awful just get, at that.
1: Yep. Just get a bunch of just get a bunch of uh, uh, young young cool people in a marketing group. Uh, we're talking, you know, maybe maybe five six people, and you know, start a campaign. And yeah, they could they could really turn they could really turn out. They are they are doing some more. I mean, they are on Instagram now. I've seen them more on Instagram, but it's very stock footage just it doesn't it doesn't really engage other than yep we have this watch
0: and i'm sure some people would argue well they already sell enough watches and stuff like that but at the end of the day i bet you if you asked a demographic of young to 18 year olds Mm -hmm, name mm -hmm. a watch brand i bet you hands down they would say movement before they they mentioned seiko because of just the blitz that movement's been doing on social media
1: yeah or 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 just as likely that they would say uh, movement or uh, you know uh, Danny Wellington uh, a, a, a next to like Casio or Seiko, you yeah. know like and
0: Swatch, oh, so because Swatch is at every.
1: Yeah. Swatch is always on, you know, a very pop culture, a very pop media, you know, me, you know, definitely in your face marketing, but that's what they are. And so like that's, they're doing it. And so I can't fault them for that.
0: Well, well, let's kick it off then. We went on a little bit of a tangent then, my fault. Let's kick it off with, have you had a watch obsession this week?
1: Uh, yes. Even though I'm not sure if it is summer outside other than it's hot in my house, <laughs> it's, but I was, all right, I'll take that back. I we did, go, we did go out for a little bit. Uh, we went for a drive up in the uh, the mountains. Uh, and then we went again uh, the other day and just drove around the canyons just to get out of the house, go for a drive. So summer is here, and I am converting, even though I, I can't go to the lake, even though I can't go to the ocean, <laughs> I, I'm converting to my, my summer strap, my summer watch uh, setup. And I... Received a, a recommendation on Instagram. Someone checked out these straps from Strap Code. They aren't the Crafter Blue strap. Okay. They're actually this brand called M I L T A T. I don't know if it's Miltat. Uh, that Miltat, sounds weird, yeah. but Miltat. So that sounds weird, but okay. Uh, capital M, lowercase I, L, capital L, capital T A T someone was like not the crafter blue straps and sideline i i had a horrible experience with crafter blue but i bought directly from them i didn't buy from strap code so i'm not gonna not gonna knock them for that but um thick rubber band dive strap solid has a great surface finish to it very flexible doesn't smell at all doesn't give you the vanilla smell doesn't give you the the cured rubber smell. Right. It's awesome. It's awesome. So I'm super excited. I'm, sorry. I'm, not, I'm excited about it. But uh, it seems very similar to what you would get for, uh, from Zin Okay. for their dive strap. So that like heavy, you know, it's got a little curve to the end of the lugs. And it's the it's the F- FKM rubber. I believe it is. Let me just triple check that. Yeah. At the FKM rubber rubber I, I i guess it's some molecular combination of chemicals that make it <laughs> so whatever fkm stands for someone will someone will school me on uh, on our facebook channel got it pretty quickly the other thing i wanted to say was i don't know about you but you know the you know the um the quick spring bars the yes. what, the sliders yeah, with the okay. slider, yeah. i am kind of petrified with those on a dive watch I'm going swimming with this thing, and it's not a NATO strap, so it's like, if a spring bar goes... I've never had a problem with the quick-release ones, but for some reason, when I'm in the lake, and I'm looking down on my wrist, I'm like, eh, (laughs) quick-release. I don't know about... How about
0: you? I know what you mean. I like the the thicker spring bars. I've... This is a funny thing, and I think I commented on a, a forum once, that... I've never had a spring bar fail unless it's been on a NATO. So people are like, oh, it's amazing a NATO strap because <laughs> if right, a spring bar fails, you've saved it. But nobody right. talks about sometimes a NATO strap can put a really big load onto mm-hmm. a onto a spring bar that mm-hmm. necessarily a strap wouldn't, because it's it, it's more like a downward force, can't it? And a and a NATO strap can slide around.
1: Right, depending on where the lugs are, you're 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 absolutely right. Like. If you have a pretty steep case back, and then depending on where the lugs are, uh, you have a little like 1.5 or like two to one pulley going on there that can, that can pull down. I, I, I can see that, I can see that, that makes sense. So what I've done in the past is I've actually ejected the, the quick release bar, because I, like I had a silicone strap that I did this on, and I, I put one of the fat spring bars in and I felt safe. The quick release spring bar that that comes with this Miltat FKM strap from strap code is a serious business. It is, I think it's heavier duty, thicker, and I mean the spring in it is like easily twice the amount of force that I've ever had for a, a quick, you know, a quick release uh, spring bar. And I'm super confident that it's not it's not coming off. So uh, so I was excited about that. And then I also picked up, have you tried, I think we talked about this one time, not, uh, well, it's Archer, Archer makes the, uh, well, no, sorry, Barton. Yes. Okay. Well, let me, let me back up. So I found this out recently. Most, maybe you knew this. May, I, mo- most people might know this. I didn't, but apparently Archer, Barton, these are Amazon brands. Well, I don't know if they're owned by Amazon, but they, they sell on Amazon. I'm rambling. Ar- Archer, Barton and uh richie yes those three they have to be the same company
0: i know barton is i think it's made in california you know barton straps they hmm. make some of the i mean it's just one design the the rubber strap mm-hmm. that they do they make some of the best rubber straps i think because not only are they thin very well made they're only 20 dollars, and they have a a notch on the end of the tail end of the strap. I don't yeah, even. I said tail end the other day of the strap. I don't even know if that's the proper name for it. The non-buckle side, mm-hmm. which means that the keeper locks it in place. Not only did they do that, which is cool, so it locks the keeper in place, they give you two lengths of the strap. So they give you a longer tail end and a shorter tail end. So if you've got a smaller wrist, you've not got all that excessive excess rubber on there i think that it's a genius idea i don't know why yeah. more people yeah. don't do it i mean having said that i've ended up with four different short ends <laughs> yeah, of a strap b- a bunch of little
1: extras yeah i've got a little b- yeah sorry earth <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> that's ex- that's the thing but extremely <laughs> comfortable
0: extremely comfortable very pliable i've just bought one for my this the brightling watch
1: so the thing that sort of uh keyed it off for me is the the richie strap that i just bought uh, it has a different texture on the outside, but has the keeper and is a super similar design. I would not I would not be shocked if they're the same company. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they are, but we'll have to look into that. But again, like they um, that dive strap that they have just I mean, great value, great value for money, you know, just super soft, super comfortable silicone. Um, so I picked up one of those as well. Uh, to have a little uh, color, a little gray and gray and teal. I went with a little color combination, a little fun the fun m- summer. Sounds like a
0: Barton color combination where it's yeah, right? two different, yeah. different things. Yes, yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Rubber straps. You have to really try them out, don't they? I mean, there's mm-hmm. an Uncle Seiko one that he made that was a re, redo of the one that came on the original Seiko Arnie. And I don't know what uh, rubber compound he used for that, but it was extremely comfortable, really comfortable. I've never had a strap that is both soft like the Barton strap, but also has that resistance where stuff won't stick to it or it doesn't have that more matte fix. So it's, it's like a shiny strap, but very playable.
1: Yeah, I, I got, the, uh, I got the, an Uncle Seiko tropic but i found it was was awful stiff to the point where i had to do uh the uh in the coffee cup with boiling water trick to kind of get it to be to get it to fit around my wrist comfortably
0: i think there's definitely his first generation one he might be on version three now but the first generation ones were certainly more stiffer than his subsequent ones i would say so well, there we go. So, oh, yeah. I need to do my watch obsession.
1: Yeah, yeah. What are you What are you obsessing about this week, Sam?
0: I've been obsessing hard about. So, on the last podcast, we talked about, and sorry, everyone for the delay in that. There was so much going on that it took me over a week nearly to edit it. So, apologies about that, everyone. I released it last week, so it looks like we missed a week, but I don't feel like we did because we recorded it and it just took me you ages just, to right. do it. But anyway. Just On the last episode, we talked about the Breitling watch, the B1, and I ended up taking a partial refund. I don't know if I updated everyone on that. I ended up accepting the partial refund. Went toe-to-toe a bit with the eBay seller, but I'm really glad that I kept it because I love this watch. This is like an anti-digi one. It still bothers me a bit that the dial is damaged, so I've been asking around a few places to see if they can recondition it. There's a Breitling expert in Miami I also asked Federico as well, but he, mm-hmm. his hands guy, his maintenance guy doesn't do, he does Breitling, but he doesn't do any digi. Apparently the parts are hard to get okay. hold of. So I spoke to a guy in Miami who is, he is a Breitling expert and he said, wow, I've never seen one of these dials. It's incredible. I would just leave it. But I still mm-hmm. keep flirting with the idea of, should I swap the dial out and then try and get it reconditioned? The hands definitely need replacing, but I don't know how difficult it is uh, that's interesting
1: that's kind of a, the sign of a a true craftsman it's It's America like he could easily charge you any amount of money, and I think yes. you, you know you'd probably be <laughs> somewhere between three and eight hundred dollars. I think you'd be sending to PayPal. Cool that he was like just leave it as is that's a interesting that's a cool like professional opinion at least i kind of at least that kind of puts a a check mark in the in the box that like you kept it and you took a little money back for it you know you got a little bit of partial refund maybe not as much as you wanted but at least it gives you a little checkbox to say like hey that's you know that's cool i wouldn't i wouldn't touch it yeah it was
0: funny because he i sent him some photos he's like oh it's so unique i've never seen a b1 like that with the military insignia he says he says do you mind me asking how much you paid for it and i said well it worked out at one thousand three hundred and something after the refund he's like oh that's a that's easily a three and a half thousand dollar watch i'm like well you know if you want to if you want to roll the dice, <laughs> I te- might be tempted. He's like, oh, no, I'm just going to think. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but, funny. Um, That's
0: funny. So now I'm in this, quant- I've been kind of obsessing over, if I do find someone to recondition the dial, I also don't want to be without it. So do I want to buy it? I've never bought a backup of a watch before, like two of the same watches Oh, jeez, watch. wow. But, um, so I've been obsessing <laughs> over that and then the other bright <laughs> yeah. ones that are any digits as well. I need to stop, really.
1: Yeah, I th- when you start thinking about backup watches, yeah. You just, because you, if you're going to send it out, you just have to send it out. And then I'll tell you, from my experience of sending a watch away and not being able to wear it for a long time, like a watch that you've fallen in love with and you want to wear and you can't wear it because it's broken and it's not waterproof and et cetera. And when you finally get the parts and send it away and you check up on it and you phone call it and then like three weeks later, you finally go and pick it up. It is totally worth it because then you're just like, ugh amazing and i and then you have one and it's amazing
0: exactly yeah that's what i'm thinking so i'm gonna toy around with that but i've been sent some interesting ones in for review you know i've got another um phoebus that i need to review and then that mitch mason that field watch yeah i was impressed with that it's not as i mentioned in the review it's not to my personal taste the actual aesthetic look of it but one of the best Cases I've seen on a micro brand, the attention to detail was next level. And those hands, those aren't off-the-shelf hands. He's had those custom made. Not to my taste, but you can't help but be impressed by the craftsmanship.
1: So yeah, it's a good looking it's a good looking combo and it's it's unique. I think um yeah, I think you really you definitely gave it credit because it is it's well made. It's well made and and looks pretty good. And and I think there's so much to choose from in this in this hobby that it's like, we can't, at least you were totally honest. I mean, like I can't, And it's not for me. I don't, you know, I don't love everything, but it's, I'm the same way. I just like, but it, as far as you appreciate, like how, how it's put together, it's cool.
0: Exactly. And I think this is going to lead to our main topic where we're going to talk in more length about Kickstarter and Kickstarter watches, but this one will be on Kickstarter. And if, if he's knocking it out for $379, I think this will be a, an absolute bargain. If you like the design of it, the look of it, then you, I mentioned in the review, you will not be disappointed with the quality. I was really impressed, the, weight, the weighty feel of it. It's a handmade leather strap. I'm sure the watch roll will be extra, but this waxed leather watch or oiled leather watch roll that it came in was yeah, spectacular. You were excited about that. Because <laughs> doesn't it make you think yeah. you're buying watches, you buy a Rolex and you get the plastic mm. box. You're buying right. watches yeah many thousands of dollars and they're nowhere near the level of finishing or the level of extras that come with some of these micro brands. You wonder you just can't fathom sometimes where the money goes for these.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And also like there's that and but it is there is definitely an uncanny valley that exists with micro brand watches. And I've heard a couple of YouTubers mention this where if the box and the packaging is spectacular and amazing and it's all like funky stuff and it's like totally custom designed da, 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 it's like they spent more time on the box and they spent more time on the packaging whereas you know i think with this i think they just included a really good well-made watch roll exactly and that's because it was I, I it was like just in a carbo box but it was just it was it was simple but it was like this is a well made thing and and it goes with this watch and it, it's a good it's a good tie-in versus, you know, all this extra all this extra stuff that you get sometimes. It's the spring bar tool and the special engraving and the special, you know, laser etched card and you're just like, oh what is this? I'm
0: with you. Don't yeah, don't send me a micro brand in a wooden box. This is uh, because I'm not I'm not feeling it at all. But this was a really functional watch roll and it had not only could you keep that watch in it, if anybody's not seen the review, it had two extra slots in there as well. So you could put like two other watches in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Three watch three watch travel is ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Travel roll. Yeah, it's good.
0: Mitch Mason, check it out for on Kickstarter. We'll be talking about Kickstarter a bit later on as well. Okay, so there's only really two news stories I wanted to run past you today, Chris. Two that kind of caught my eye, one definitely got a credit, Stephen, on the Facebook group, because he alerted us to this yesterday. Tag, Tag Hoyer are re-releasing the Montreal watch. Now, this is a watch that I reviewed the actual real Montreal, which was made in oh, 1972. Right. Yeah. This was an iconic, iconic racing watch. It was distinctive at the time. It was larger. It was so iconic that it had distinctively the winding crown and the time-setting crown was on the left-hand side of the case and the chronograph pushers were on the right because it was built for purpose. It was built for racing. Mm -hmm. So TAG re-released the Montreal. They've made it a completely different case. They've lost its distinctive case. (laughs) They've, in fact, said that it's inspired by the Montreal, but some of the design cues on the dial are actually from... The, the orange boy, the Ortevia watch mm-hmm. that was also made around the 70s, but it had a very distinctive sub-dial with fluorescent markers almost. In fact, it was orange on that, but on this new tag, it is... I'm using tag because I think they're like insulting the name of Hoyer, even though they've only yeah. put Hoyer on the dial. Anyway, it's it's got a decent movement in it, but they've made it, of course, limited edition at a thousand pieces. There's zero reason why they need to make it limited edition. It's their 160th anniversary. Well, they say it's their 160th anniversary, but it's Hoyer's 160th anniversary. (laughs) I know, A company that Tag, who made parts for F1 cars, bought Mm Hoyer.
1: Anyway, Mm -hmm. I won't go into that because
0: that's a slippery slope (laughs) with who owns what. Yeah. And they won for this watch. It's a good-looking watch, don't get me wrong. It is a good-looking watch, but it has nothing from the original Montreal. In fact, it's got design cues from the early Ortavias. They won $6,750 $6,750 for this, like, chronograph watch. I, I, I just... It beggars belief, really. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I was just watching an interesting YouTube... Whose, um... Whose channel's, uh... What's the... Uh, Christian? What's, uh... What's Theo and Harris. Theo and Harris. So, he has an interesting take on, on Tag. It, and it makes, it makes a lot of sense because if you look at them... They are four different companies. And he kind of breaks it down. It's an interesting video. I'll have to link it in the Facebook page. He talks about it because like how they do stuff is like they have their modern their modern F1 sports chronographs, their Tag Heuer, their like modern watches that they do that like modern sports watch. Then they have their Hoyer their vintage reissues. Okay. Then they have their like, Every man's watch, every lady's watch. Like, he, I think he was like, uh, he's like, who's buying a diamond, diamond lady's tag? Like, who's, who's buying this? You know, that kind of thing. And then, and then they're uh you know i think it was like they're they're like super you know high horology uh you know Hublot kind of level stuff that they do with with all sorts of uh, uh different processes and 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 stuff yeah. they rep they don't represent one thing they just they come out with like this stuff and you don't know like when you hear oh ta- oh tag hoyer is coming out with this new thing you you don't exactly know what you're going to get because you have like four different options that you could get you know like oh they got- the kid get- you know, like their um, their last World release was just, you know, kind of a kind of a basic, you know, kind of field watch aviation inspired sort of aesthetic three hander, um, you know, had some bunch of colors you know not 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 everyone's too excited about it you know that kind of thing uh some people were excited about it some people aren't you know but then you know you'll hear like this you know where they'll do like a reissue like hoyer and you know they're just uh it's 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 disjointed and that's what i think is like frustrating about, exactly about and
0: you know that usually if viewers of the or listeners to the podcast i should say because i'm a lot more open on the podcast than i am on the youtube channel about my uh, views is a lot of these times, I get frustrated about these watches because I would like to own this watch. I would like to own this watch. It's a beautiful looking watch, but they are taking the piss at and six 6750: <laughs> 6, six, yeah if yeah, you've yeah, got that cool. money, this this watch will not go. I'm convinced right. this watch will not go up in value. They made a thousand pieces of it. I asked the question why there's no limited that's, edition materials that's their, that's their yeah that's
1: where they priced it
0: it's not like omega with its um oh, i shouldn't use it omega's the worst example of this yeah, But i was yeah. going to say they put moon dust in the back but it's not got a, anything limited or bespoke about it it's not signed by a famous race driver it, it's a weird thing because if this i believe if this watch was three thousand mm-hmm. dollars it would sell out this this watch is that beautiful it would yeah, put it's, it's tag nice. back in a serious way on the on the map i think cuz they they got hammered by covid-19 if you look at what happened to mm-hmm. their stock prices lvmh tag's sales numbers are almost as wor- as bad as omega and omega took an absolute thrashing
1: yeah i i don't and it's it, i hear other i hear other criticisms of other watch brands where oh it's it's a Salida movement and it's not in house, and they want $3,800 for it. And, like, they get, you know, like, I'll hear these same, these same sort of gripes about other watch brands. But meanwhile, Tag's like, oh, yeah, it's six grand. It has nothing, like, it's not, there's nothing special about it. Like, it's a thousand because we just decided that's how many we're going to make. And literally, like, double the price of what it really. Is probably worth, I mean, you can expect, I would not be shocked. So you pick this up. And, and again, we also have to like realize like nobody pays full retail, but still it's expensive. So say you, say you get it for, you know, $5,800, no, $1,000. No, you would never get, no, it'd be, it'd still be six grand. You'd, you know, so you still pay $6,000 for this. Used that thing, it's going to take a bath. It's like you turn, you try it, and you're not really digging it, and you have turned and sell it on, uh, you know, uh, Chrono Twenty Four or something. It's like forty eight hundred bucks, four thousand maybe. You know.
0: Well, what this, uh, the other thing as well, which is pretty annoying about it. I mean, it's a beautiful watch, but the other thing that's annoying about it is they're saying, well, it's the recreation of the montreal which it isn't at all in fact as i mentioned before it takes design cues from a different it or right but the thing was the what made the montreal so significant was at the time it used the caliber 12 chronograph movement which was pioneering at the time in fact this was a uh, on from the caliber 11 movement which the caliber 11 was very famous because it was in a collaboration with hoyer breitling hamilton buren and that name that i can't say which is Dubrice I I probably (laughs) murdered that. But they came together, those companies, and created this Calibre 11, a very sophisticated and advanced for the time chronograph movement. So why isn't – I could see six and a half grand if they said, oh, actually, we went back to the original specs. We've recreated this movement, this vintage movement from scratch, and that's why it's six and a half grand. But that's not what they're saying. Mm, Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I probably yeah. went on a bit, a bit more about that, a bit more overpassionate about the Sorry,
1: tag. Just well, everyone, yeah, no, that's why we have the podcast. You know, you know, Sam's Sam's take on tag. I'm I'm right, where, I'm right there with you, buddy.
0: I've got one more news story, and then we'll we'll pause for a quick break. And this is a brief one. That Hamilton again. They're going to be in this new uh, tenant film, which is getting a lot of press at the moment. This is kind of a time shift. It's a it's a Christopher Nolan film. And why it's significant is that Christopher Nolan's seems to now be almost the unofficial spokesman for (laughs) Hamilton because he's, it it was in, uh, of course he had uh, the Interstellar, very famously the Interstellar watch in his, in Interstellar and the Murph watch. And he also, I mean, this, this Hamilton watch, it's a good looking, good looking watch, but it's the same style as the one that was in. The Martian, so if it's like that Dark Zero watch that was in the—I don't know if it's called the Dark Zero. I need to look this up. But so that's one thing. And also, I noticed this watch in. Have you seen that the film? It's actually one of these that flew under the radar, I think. But it's—it's really quite funny. Is the did you see the CIA film with? Kevin Hart and The Rock in it.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: It's quite funny. It's basically that um, Kevin Hart, with well, her at high school, and he's the head jock. He's captain of the football team and all <laughs> of that. And The Rock, it's quite funny because they CGI him younger, but also incredibly overweight. So he's like this. And um, <laughs> something happens at school, and Kevin Hart's there, but it progresses to current day where and Kevin Hart hasn't seen him. And he comes back, mm-hmm. and he's like a top CIA agent. So he goes on like a. It's just one of these formulaic comedy films, right, but there's a few right. interesting moments in it, but that has the Hamilton in it as well. So Ham- Hamilton, I think, probably do the best job of getting into films. You hardly ever yeah. see Rolexes or, or anything like that, unless right, it's a gangster right. film, you know, like Scarface yeah, or something.
1: Yeah. They, I mean, they were, you know, they, they have... It seems like they've got that... They've got, like, a division that's, that's... I mean, and you're right, maybe with, you know, working with the director. I mean, if I had a vision... Sort of as a, a like if I had a like a if the art director for a movie has a vision of what everything needs to look like, and you have a you have a huge watch company that will come to you and be like, we'll make you whatever you want, and so we'll you know you have access to our entire collection and and we'll design you what what you want and we'll put it on screen and and it'll be amazing you know like a collaboration to have that at your disposal is. I think it's cool, and it's something that Hamilton's always done.
0: We've kind of come full circle on your first point about, uh, or one of your points regarding sw- Swatch Group, because Hamilton, of course, is Swatch Group, and yet with Omega, you've got, oh, we're okay, we're good with James Bond. So, okay, right, well, right yeah, you know, we're not branch out. All the characters know. can do this anyway. Don't, I don't know. Uh, so, just going to get your opinion on that before we dive into the main story. We'll just pause for a very quick ad break. Welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. So we thought for the main story we would talk about, and I don't think we've talked about this before, but Kickstarter, buying watches on Kickstarter. Now, Chris, you haven't bought a watch on Kickstarter, have you? But you have got experience buying things on Kickstarter.
1: Yeah, I backed a a clear case for my uh, vintage Macintosh. Um, that, uh, that took a while to go through and, and all of the, uh, you know, back and forth and delays and things like that that happen with, with Kickstarter. But it was successful, so I've definitely done it. But other than that, not, uh, not for any watches, though.
0: You made a few interesting points there about delays and stuff, didn't you? If anybody's not familiar, Kickstarter, there's another one called Indiegogo, are probably the two most popular. Essentially, what these are, are they call, I think they call it crowdfunding still, or maybe that was mm-hmm. the buzzword yeah. at the time. Yeah, A watch company, or in Chris's case, somebody was making a case for an SE30, would go on there with an idea. They usually have a prototype, and then they'll say, hey, we need your help to get this off the ground. So you pledge a certain amount of money. Usually it's significantly cheaper than what the retail price would be for, for mm-hmm. the item. Mm-hmm. And then you would get an item in return.
1: As the, As an ideal, yes. <laughs> but also... It is just a funding site and stuff happens all the time where, yeah.
0: There's been some famous ones, haven't there? I think the most famous Kickstarter, well, there was a couple of famous Kickstarter fails, but one was, Mm -hmm. I remember there was like a ring that you put on your finger and you used it as a mouse and that never really got off. But I think Mm -hmm. if you you ever look it up online, the most spectacular fail was there was a, a beer cooler that had everything in it, like a Bluetooth speaker, a radio in it. You could charge mm-hmm. your phone on it. Earned millions of dollars. GPS navigation.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It was hilarious, but um,
1: yeah. And then never shipped.
0: Yes, I backed. I have backed two watches now on Kickstarter. So Mayan, they're still around. And then I'm waiting on one from a company called Walbrook, who have recreated a vintage watch, which was... There was a brand called Walbrook. It was also called Douglas as well. I'm not sure if Douglas was the name they used to sell the watches in the US. The reason that I backed this one is that this is a recreation of the watch that Neil Armstrong... One of Neil Armstrong's actual watches. So, obviously, he wore the Ah. Speedmaster, but they didn't get to keep the Speedmaster. It's called the Skin Diver... They've done a beautiful recreation of it, or certainly it looks like that. There's definitely a risk there, isn't there? The main one, I could probably talk about that. That one, I felt like we did get burned a little bit, but then you feel like... Because a lot of these, Chris, that it's usually their first time doing it, isn't it? So they're getting yeah. supplies for the first time.
1: Yeah, it, so from, uh, from my experience with the electronics side of it, like this, this case was just, was just plastic. But but I've followed I haven't necessarily backed, but I've followed other any sort of like electronic stuff and, and what's interesting is and like uh being a maker myself and like, you know, knowing how to fabricate PCBs and then and, and buying that stuff and you know, you know, the, the manufacturing process. Like it's it it's, it's it's what will happen is someone has this great idea and they'll say like, oh, this is a great idea for a thing. And they might be able to get a hold of one or two of them or 10 of them or something like that and put a prototype together. What tends to happen is all of a sudden 50 50,000 people back it and the part that they needed in order to put the thing together is like we don't have 50,000 of those. You're going to have to like go find someone else to make those. And so then they've got to find another uh, another company that makes it or the company that they like contracted to make them said they could do a thousand, and or, or or said they could do a hundred, and they get a order for a thousand, or vice versa. said you know said that they 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 would only build them if they had an order for a thousand. Like they'll only give you the price break on the electronics if you if you make a thousand of them. And they're like, oh, we only got a hundred backers. Well, you're like, well, well, sorry, dude, I, mean, I can't. You know, I'm not going to start this giant, you know, ten million dollar machine for a hundred of these boards or whatever. So that no doubt translates to watch movements and sapphire and case materials and stainless steel and and i'm sure i'm sure that same sort of thing where folks think that they can kind of get to it and then they and they get involved in it and they're like i yeah we can't we can't get a thousand eta movements
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's interesting you say that i backed mayan and mayan still still going and in fact i reviewed them on the channel and my kind of view was it was don't really judge them on this first kickstarter one because. I think now they're on a version three of this watch that I backed, which was called the Hudson. I think, and there's other watch brands that are famous now that started off on Kickstarter, like Mercer is another example. Mm -hmm. I think Loria started on Kickstarter. There's a lot, it's weird, isn't it, Chris? There's a lot of watches on Kickstarter, a lot of mechanical watches. You think of it as being quite a niche hobby don't we we say we say that sometimes right. but right
1: yeah but there, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many there are so many and like i think i think there are success stories but also i think you start to lose and we've spoken about the the sort of the you you don't get any sort of history of the brand you don't get any like longevity this is this company might stick around that this company might not i mean. Just watching the intro video of the of the cool looking prototype, you don't know if these guys are like, yeah, we're going to build 700 of these. We're going to make 80 grand and then we're going to go do something else. You know, you don't know (laughs) that's what's going to. And so you kind of never quite know what you're going to get.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this main one that I backed that you could see where they were going with it. There was a lot of great things about it, but um, I'm actually it actually put me off for a little bit. Buying Kickstarter watches, but I'm really excited about this Walbrook Skin Diver. It's called. They've done a, a fateful reproduction. But yeah,
1: now you you mentioned this. I I've seen this before. You mentioned this. I I want to say like six, maybe six, eight months ago. Uh, yeah. And so is that is that when it, it started? So wh- where's the where's the production? Are they are where are they are in the in the in the timing?
0: It's a great question, and I think maybe we could summarize this in to try and make it more of a. A narrative that people can follow, maybe in some pluses and minuses for mm-hmm. for Kickstarter watches or Kickstarter in general. I suppose we could.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: one of the one of the pluses I would say is that you can get a unique watch or a unique one off design. Usually a recreation of a vintage one. Usually they're very clever. Usually very good looking watches. There's usually a choice. A lot of them give choices between mechanical and they are, of course, started on Kickstarter. I should have mentioned them. Ryan and Reagan will probably be shouting at their, uh, shouting at their phones <laughs> now, like, why haven't you mentioned yeah, us? Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. them, you usually get a choice of quartz or mechanical, which is, is great. So you, you, do, you end up with a very unique, good-looking watch that you know they've put a lot of thought into the design. I, I would say that was a, was a definite pro of going with with kickstart would you agree with that chris
1: yeah i feel i feel like i feel like you get to see what you get to see you get access to sort of those unique designs and there is i think more of a there's a there's a hell of a lot more of a feedback between the watchmaker and uh you know the the group of folks i mean again they you know sort of pointed this out I mean, nowhere else are you, are you going to be able to like send them an email and be like, oh, "That would be really awesome if you made it with a date." And they're like, "Well, we're going to have a, we're going to have an extra fund. We're going to have a what is it? A,
0: a stretch goal.
1: A stretch goal, right? A stretch goal for having them with dates. And so if you, you know, pledge this and that sort of thing, and you get that, you get that sort of connection that you just you just don't get with with other with other brands without whether with they're giant brands.
0: I agree with you, and usually they are. Usually they're set up by watch fans, so they lean into some of the popular design cues Mm -hmm. of the time, and and I I love that about them. There's a lot of choice on there as well, and you usually you're getting them you're getting a very nicely spec you know a very nice spec watch for considerably less than what you would pay for a, a named brand, for example. And there's certain reasons, of course, they want to encourage you to to follow them they've usually got several other designs that they're thinking about and this is the launch one so i really like that that is a huge plus on kickstarter now a couple of the negatives i would say is sometimes they you alluded to this before christina that sometimes Mm -hmm. what they they can't deliver what they promise but you sometimes well usually it's no fault of their own like you mentioned with Mm -hmm. your case
1: right or they have to substitute something so, oh, we couldn't oh, we couldn't get the domed sapphire, so they're flat mineral or, you know, this so, something like that. So, I would definitely based on what I've seen and sort of the recommendations that I've heard and the stuff that I've followed, my recommendation would be realize that it's it's not a site. It's not Amazon. You're not You're not, you're not paying them money and then instantly getting something. Yes. They have to put it together. They have to, you know, this is, this is a partnership for them to kickstart their first venture or maybe their, you know, second or third or whatever. In any case, it has to be throwaway money. Don't get into something that's thousands of dollars that you think like, oh, well, I mean, just, it might not happen and you might be out that money.
0: That's a great point you just made there. And I would piggyback on that and say this is play money. And the other thing is, I mentioned before that you get in a nice, customized watch, and you can perhaps email them. But also quell your enthusiasm because every watch that I've backed or followed, usually there's a lot of unreasonable people in the comment section. Oh well, I would have it if it was had this sapphire, and I would have it. It's like guys, the, the spec is the spec. They might mm-hmm. do if they might take feedback on certain design cues, but the chances are that what you're seeing on Kickstarter is what you're gonna get don't start thinking that you can make a custom start oh well i would like it if i had my, my name on the dial or something i've seen some like really weird yeah. things and people are like well i'm just gonna stop my pledge because you can pull out before they they ship you can actually pull your pledge out there is that window
1: i had you know i just remembered i had some interaction with um a watch on kickstarter a brand called Goodspeed. it's a it's a vintage uh, racing watch style, and their first Kickstarter didn't happen. So they they made a watch called the Petrol, that that their first Kickstarter failed. I sort of had my eye on it. I, I don't I'm pretty, I don't know I don't think I didn't back it, but um, they did another one, and and I feel like not the Petrol, but um, what was the second one they did? They did the the Sonoma. I feel like they got into that we'll we'll just make everything for every we'll just try to make everyone happy yeah, and so they did they did vintage loom they did a a pepsi a Pepsi bezel on a tachometer, which is a little interesting a little a little interesting i mean color wise okay fun colors but doesn't it's does not really <laughs>
0: there's no bearing on it.
1: Yeah, no bearing on it. Um, kind of looks like a diver. Is a chronograph. The sub dials were, you know, and then they had like twelve different, twelve different dial versions, twelve different sub versions, and I and I think they kind of got caught up in the like, you know, we'll just we'll just try to make everyone happy, and then they redid the petrol, this time, and they're like, we're only making fifty of them, and it looks like they've got only nine. That's I'm sad. Because I think they're going to be decent because they they were going to put uh, mechanical movements in them, hand wound, pretty decent. But it's this sort of thing where you know you back it, you don't know whether you don't know what you're going to get. You're you're also you're 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 gunning for this like cool design, but it's not necessarily going to make everybody happy.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I actually reached out to that company and they offered to send me one for review. But you're right in what you say. Some of the design cues were. It was definitely a chronograph, but it had the Pepsi dial, which is more for a GMT watch. And it, it, the hands were distinctly diver esque, weren't they? They weren't chronograph hands, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So I think I suppose that the one of the other kind of n- negatives, or not as cool things, or one to just listen out for. And this will probably be the last, last one on this subject. But they have a time frame in there. And they say, "Well, you're going to have it by May." You, uh, what would you say, Chris? Add five months or?
1: I mean, definitely, yeah, definitely just do not, (laughs) don't expect it with my computer case. They like, they, uh, you know, these molds, I mean, they cost just this one mold is, you know, uh, tens of thousands of dollars to make this thing and polish it and make sure it's like crystal clear. Well, they had made a bunch, but then what happened was like, they had like micro scratching on them. And so then they were like, they're not, they weren't passing QC. And so like six months turned into a year just because basically the, the, the handful of cases that they made, they just, they just weren't good. And they had to go back and basically find another company to, to sort of remanufacture their molds, to make them to their high, like high quality centers. So yeah, good that like the final product I received was, was great, but you know, yeah, definitely whatever they say, like, do not be shocked if you know there you're 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 checking your email a year from now being like didn't i uh didn't i back a watch on kickstarter like a year ago and they're like going through your going through your email like did i actually send them money oh my oh like 240 dollars you know so it's funny so, uh, uh, yeah
0: i would totally reiterate that just quell your enthusiasm it's definitely a, a punt that you're taking because i think even kickstarter won't, if if you actually do lose the money i'm not sure that kickstarter will uh, i mean there must be something in there but uh, anyway so guys that was a yeah that was a really interesting uh, story there, chris let us know over on the yeah. casual watch talk facebook group if you've backed to kickstarter what your experiences have been we've made it a private group now which is it's made it really cool hasn't it chris we we, yeah, we let yeah. you in lots as a member a good... lot of good conversation yeah
1: yeah exactly lots of good interaction i'm you know i'm seeing a bunch of bunch of cool stuff and uh, it's great. We get uh, we get ideas for the for the show. What what uh new stuff for Sam to maybe review um and you know have some have some great discussions.
0: You just reminded me of something. I've got to do a shout out to uh, Don who messaged me in the week asking where the podcast was and I said thank you for reminding me. Apologies for the delay in getting it up, but that I would give him <laughs> a little shout out and appreciate nice. him. Him chasing us up and making sure we were mm-hmm. we were okay mm-hmm. and everything keeping us yep keeping us honest yeah we <laughs> haven't good. there's been no watch drama where Chris and Sam have had a falling out over a tag <laughs> right exactly okay.
1: but I really but I really like it <laughs> I really like that chronograph
0: <laughs> yeah and I reiterate I do really like that Hoyer I wish they weren't no, no, it I'm wasn't just... a gouge but um, anyway right. <laughs> okay guys we'll really appreciate you listening uh, as always we do check out check out the Facebook group and we'll see you we'll hear us next time on the next episode of Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.